Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome to this March 18th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Starting a little early, breaking into the Westwood One coverage. We'll get back to that at after the show at 1 p.m. Show sponsored in part by Brown Funeral Home and cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport, running things on the TV10 side. Happy to have you with us today as we uh, uh, have some high school baseball action tonight on Talk Rated WRNR and TV10. At 6.40, we'll break into the NCAA coverage, and then we'll start the pregame show as Martinsburg hosts Hedgesville for the first EPAC matchup of the night. Other games going on tonight, uh, Musselman at Spring Mills, I believe, and we'll be joined by head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Brad Barrett, at just around 12.08 p.m. here. And uh, just getting started a little early on today's edition because uh, we're only live today and we're not being replayed on radio, so we don't have to fit into the format since the Westwood One coverage has uh, is just going continuously basically all day with that uh, pretty cool thing they do. It's like NFL Red Zone on radio. It's another great day of uh, basketball. Enjoyed uh, all the games yesterday except for uh, one. I know David uh, Wood probably didn't like that one game more than everybody else because it was the uh, national champion that he had that went down in that Kentucky St. Peter's game, but you always uh kind of just say forget the bracket and love cheering for upset upsets, and I don't that's what we got yesterday. I don't always do that. Not when my bracket is sitting there and I'm like, I want this team to win. This team needs to win. This team oh, no. needs to win. It, it, it was really cool to see a 15 seed because you don't always see them get a win yeah it really was tenth time ever that that's exactly. ever happened there you go all right well we'll get into more ncaa talk later in today's show but uh we'll do a little martinsburg hedgesville preview nick will be on the call with avery tonight uh nick what's some stuff that you've gotten well it's two teams coming off of uh you know easy wins in their first games and and now this is I guess the game that sets the tone for the EPAC season, but also it's still very early in the season. So it doesn't mean a ton right now, but it could, uh, you know, build you that confidence for your team to get hot and, and know that you can play well against either opponent. Uh, you go back to last year, Martinsburg won, uh, three out of the four meetings, um, and, uh, lost the first matchup between these two teams, 5 nothing to Hedgesville, but then the Bulldogs would go on to win 10-4, 8-7, and uh, 3-2 in that championship game to send them to States in nine innings. So, you know, it, it should be a competitive game. That's what I'm thinking. We'll probably see a more low-scoring game since it's still very early in the year. And while both these teams had great offensive performances in their first game, it wasn't the same type of competition that you're going to see in the Eastern Panhandle. East Hardy's a single-A school. Uh, John Hanley, similar type, smaller school. And, uh, you know, a 14-3 win in six innings. And for Martinsburg, a uh, 27-2 win. I don't expect that kind of offense today. I think we'll probably see two of the team's better pitchers, and we'll probably see kind of a lower-scoring game uh, since these teams are – 
relatively evenly matched. And they both have games tomorrow. Uh, it looks like Hedgesville is at Frankfurt tomorrow, 11 a.m. first pitch there. And Martinsburg hosts a doubleheader at host Petersburg for a 12 and 2 p.m. doubleheader, which we'll have on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, so obviously, it's definitely probably paramount that they want to get this game rather quickly than have another slugfest like the other night where you get, you, you know, you take three, four hours to get through a game. Yeah, and there were some good things I think you can take from that. Uh, obviously, you get everybody in the ball game, so you get a chance to build that early confidence. And we talked about with head coach Aaron Byler about how offense at this point in the season is typically behind your pitching, and really what carried them last year was their pitching. So it was good to see a good offensive performance um, early in the year that builds you that confidence at the plate. They've already had that first hit of the year, and you've already maybe even scored a run, and, and you're feeling well about how you're playing, and you don't really have that pressure of um, off to a bad start because pretty much everybody you know, contributed offensively in some way. So the majority of the team probably – Everybody at least feels well or good that they got into the game, and then uh, that can help your team moving forward. But I think this one should be closer. And again, I would expect these teams to again throw a uh, better pitcher, like somebody that they're looking to get a lot of innings out of, because this is a conference game. Typically, use those non-conference games as a chance to try out some different arms. So again, I expect two of the better pitchers on each teams to be going, and it should set up for a good pitching duel and a good game. Yeah, And now we'll turn our attention to the Spring Mills Cardinals. They're hosting Musselman to open up their season, and we're getting ready to be joined on the phone by head coach Brad Barrett. How are you doing today, Coach Barrett? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. You guys get your season started tonight. It's an EPAC matchup, so it's obviously a, a, a big game for you to start the season with. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited. And uh, so looking at your – from last year, you guys were 11-16. What's some improvements that you think your team has made over the last uh, – since last season? Um, our biggest thing this year is uh, we've we've definitely changed uh, our our mindset as far as the game set is in. We definitely uh, are a much more competitive team this year. I think our guys are uh, more dedicated. They worked really hard in the offseason. They want to win. They want to compete. They want to get out there and just have fun and play some baseball. Both you and Musselman are teams that had pretty similar records last year. And to start off tonight, this is a chance to kind of set the tone for the year. Um, what are you looking forward to about this matchup, knowing that it should be a pretty competitive game and obviously you guys are trying to establish yourselves as uh, one of the better teams in the EPAC this year? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, honestly, uh, the last time we played Musselman would have been last year. It actually went into extra innings. Um, it was one of those games you don't forget. You know, it leaves a kind of a sour taste in your mouth. Um, I think it went to like 11 innings or something like that. So these guys have been waiting for this game for a long time. You know, they, they know what it means. Uh, it, it's nice to start off the season with, a, you know, an EPAC game and um, kind of set up the, the standard for what this season is going to be like. Coach Barrett, Colin McLaughlin here. Who are some of your leaders on the team this season? Um, so, you know, um, we're, we were a pretty young team last year, but, you know, we got we got a small group of seniors, but, you know, two of our captains are Chase Turner, who's going to be on the mound tonight, and then Car- Carson Gotham. And then I got some young guys that have really stepped up this year. Um, Mason Everhart, who's our starting catcher, and then our starting third baseman will be Peyton Girardin, who both are sophomore and juniors that have taken that role, and they've kind of led this team throughout the offseason, and it's, it's been really fun to watch. 
And looking at your schedule, you guys, uh, you obviously face Musselman tonight, and then you'll have a game Monday, and then next Friday you have an EPAC game. And then uh, next Saturday uh, you have a tough test and you're traveling to university, uh, always a big-time school. Yeah, man, I mean, I, I say this all the time. Like, you know, if, if you want to be the best team, you got to play the best. And uh, I set up our schedule to play pretty competitive teams. Um, I've always believed in that, you know, um, have that competitive nature. You know, we, we, we have a pretty rough April coming up. I think we got 25 games out of like 30 days. You know, my guys are ready. Um, you know, they're, like I said, they're real competitive. They're excited. They like playing these, uh, these better teams and they want to see how they can do. Where do you see uh, maybe being a strength for the team this year um, so far through camp and, and the early practices? Um, like I said, just dedication. Man. I mean, these guys are showing up at 5 a.m. for workouts. You know, they're uh, they're sticking, they're staying after two hours for practice. They're coming up an hour early to hit. Like we're just, we're a really hardworking, dedicated team. And like I said, these guys are they're really amped up and ready to play some baseball. A lot of uh, your non-conference games seem to be uh, staying in the state. What are uh, some of those games that you're really looking forward to? Um, you know, I mean, we're, we've had some new teams this year. I think we're going up to Greenbrier East, which we played them last year for one game. So it'll be fun to see their, their complex. Um, you know, we go to University. It's a fun win. We go to Pendleton. We're actually going back to Myrtle Beach this year where we play some pretty competitive teams. Um, a, lot of these, a lot of these boys really haven't been out of the area, and it's, it's really fun to go throughout the state and kind of travel around and just let kids kind of see what, you know, West Virginia is all about. And we'll be down there at the Mingo Bay Classic as well. What, what do you think that kind of does for your team to get them away from West Virginia, kind of take them away and see what kind of other talent there is around kind of the eastern seaboard area and mid-Atlantic area and, you know, southern areas uh, of the East Coast? And how do you think you when you do that that you take your team back here and how they perform the rest of the season? I mean, it, it creates a standard for us. I mean, we're, um, we're going down there. We're playing three really tough teams. Um, you know, I looked up. Um, the teams from last year with how they did, and we're playing a team called Bishop O'Connell. Like they're, you know, they're a really um, tough team to play against. Uh, you know, we got another another Catholic school that uh, we're playing down there. That's another real competitive team. So we're going to see some pretty good arms. Um, I think one of the teams has a kid from uh, going to Virginia. So, but we're going to see some pretty talented kids. Like I said, I, these guys are excited. Um, they like competitive baseball. It's definitely a lot more fun for us. And coach, obviously, last year with COVID, um, you didn't start the year at the normal time is it something that you like being back to this kind of normal schedule and uh back in march playing baseball i mean everything about this year has been great um you know last year we were kind of you know cut off from as far as like you know after school workouts you know we couldn't really be in the weight room um we weren't allowed to really hit and throw in the off season with uh with uh, the other guys um this year has been much better it, it seems more more regular for us you know we were able to get some stuff done in the off season um it, you know, it's been a weird, weird season already because it's considered, you know, it was 60 degrees on a Friday, and then the next day it had five inches of snow. You know, that's March for you, but it's been it's been an overall nice nice month for us to start this early, so we're pretty excited about it. What's uh, your goals for this year's team? Um, you know, compete, man. That's, that's all what it is. Like, you know, handle adversity. Um, I feel like last year when, when things didn't go our way, we kind of crumbled. Um, I think our biggest thing this year is just basically handle that adversity um, you know, you know, when we start to fail, fight harder and kind of compete against that. Um, I really do think we have a hardworking group of guys, and I think we'll get a lot more wins this year because of that. 
and uh, when you talk about EPAC baseball, obviously there are you know three kind of teams that that rise to the top: Jefferson, Martinsburg, Hedgesville, and Washington's kind of been resurgent. What about your team is going to make uh, kind of surprise the EPAC this year after what seemed like a kind of down year last year? Um, like I said, we're, we're young. I mean, and that's and that has pros and cons. Um, you know, having having you know four or five guys that are only juniors that have seen the you know at least seventy five to one hundred bats already at a varsity level means a lot. You know, we had kids like last year that hadn't you know had a high school bat ever. Um, so I think that means a lot for us as far as uh, moving forward. Um, but we like I said, we got to work a little bit harder. We got to keep pushing. Um, you know, it's, it's not easy being in the EPAC. It's a pretty tough area. Um, it's pretty competitive. I think all teams are probably pretty much dealing with the same stuff we are, but um, there's really no excuses. We're going to go out there and, and fight as hard as we can. All right, Coach Bear, thanks for joining us, and uh, best of luck tonight against Musselman, and I hope we we'll talk soon, and we'll see you your team soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. That was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals baseball team, Brad Barrett, as they get ready to uh, start the season tonight against Musselman. Coming off of a 4-13 and season, and they look to turn it around this year. Obviously a young team, but I think Coach Barrett kind of has that frame of mind that seems like he, he wants to build this program there. Yeah, we've uh, been seeing that for every sport there at uh, Spring Mills High School. It's been rebuilding uh, throughout the past couple years, and this year with the football team, even with the uh, basketball team, they've really improved and have been led by, uh, seems like, freshmen and very young players. So it sounds like the baseball team's going to be the same, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how they fare this season. Yeah, I think uh, it, it seems like as an athletic program that they're kind of taking the approach of trying to, I guess, have coaches that are very excited about building the teams, coaches that want to or know it's going to be a little bit of a process but uh, can kind of get the best out of their talent that they do have. And, and Spring Mills is emerging now, I think, in really every sport as being at least competitive, if not one of the better teams in the EPAC. I mean, we saw both basketball teams have some success this year. We saw football at times be pretty competitive, even in that Martinsburg game. You know, they gave them a fight, I think, for a half. Um, and now this baseball team, based on how Coach is describing, it, it could be a, a good year for them. So, you know, I, I – I'm interested to see because we know the top three in Martinsburg, Jefferson, and Hedgesville are probably going to be pretty good again, uh, or at least toward the top. But how do Musselman and Spring Mills maybe try to, um, and, and Washington as well, trying to kind of shake things up and really bring us to a really balanced league? And it, it seems like, based on what's coming back for those teams, that they could be uh, just at least competitive, if not maybe surpass one of those top three teams that we're kind of used to around here yeah and so the schedule for tonight it looks like uh well what it looks like tonight we'll have uh the martinsburg hedgesville game on talk radio wrnr tv 10 at 6 40 with the pregame show 7 p.m first pitch uh then we just talked with head coach brad barrett there the springwells cardinals they take on musselman at 7 p.m and uh jefferson gets their season going today at 4 p 4 30 p.m it looks like against highland out of virginia a private school there 
And uh, Washington, I believe, got their season started last night, according to their sports website. I can't find a score for that. I'll have to text the coach and get the score for that. But they have game tomorrow uh, versus Hampshire. It looks like, according to their schedule, it looks like an away game there. Uh, but EPAC baseball in full swing. As uh, kind of we're transitioning now, in a couple minutes, we'll take a break here. But talk about the state basketball tournament going on. Uh, Musselman falls there to Morgantown, 71-33. to It was a 16-0 start for Morgantown, and Musselman just couldn't. Uh, it just seemed like Morgantown was super focused early, and when you get out to a 16-0 lead, that's a deficit really hard to come back from if you're very kind of dejected. Yeah, you lose all confidence when it's a start like that, and you're already uh, feeling – not as confident when you're the eight seed going up against the one you still have a little bit in the back of your mind and want to fight as hard as you can but realistically this is unfortunately what you expected the uh result to be between these two teams because it was pretty similar to how uh, the regular season game panned out this morgantown team's really good but nonetheless uh musclemen can keep their heads high they had a really great season this year yeah nothing to be ashamed of essentially it was kind of like an upset there against martinsburg in the region final to make it to states so i mean you come in with that you take that you're losing a bunch of seniors but still they've got a good program there just when we're when we were there this season and watching their jv team work just the coaching that they have at the jv level i think helps build their program up when you send your jv guys to varsity yeah and i think you know, to make states is an achievement in its own. Um, when you get matched up with a team like Morgantown, that seems to be above pretty much everybody in the state. I mean, Jefferson, I think, is has – if Jefferson's on, they can compete with Morgantown, I think. But, again, last night we saw, you know, Jefferson struggle with Cabell Midland. But, again, maybe Cabell yeah, Midland's was, better than we thought. So, um, I was about to get on that before we hit the break. You know, just a great season from Musselman. I think they'll continue to – grow and develop like you said they have a good program Derek Bastille's a good coach um it's unfortunate that the game wasn't competitive but I think making states is an achievement I think beating a team like Martinsburg two out of the three times you played them this year that's an achievement that's an achievement every anytime you can do that and um you know they're definitely building a, a team that's trying to be elite and I think in a few years maybe they get there but right now you know beating morgantown i mean that's a very tall task to have to do in the first round of the state tournament yeah it definitely is and the other team here nick just alluded to it jefferson gets the win 73 72 over cabell midland they uh stopped the upset bid there from cabell midland and they finished five of their last five field goals after giving up uh a bunch to has cabell midland got back into it cabell midland had a bad ending to the game two of their last 11 so you, you kind of get a strong start there in the fourth quarter for Cabell Midland takes the lead, and then Jefferson battles back and is very consistent down the stretch in that ball game. They get the win 73-72. They'll take on Parkersburg South this evening. And uh, after this break, we'll be joined by head coach for the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis, as they get ready, as I said, to play Parkersburg South this evening. Uh, but that'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back in two minutes with head coach of the Jefferson Cougars, Richard Lewis. Like a stone, and I feel hate. 
Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. And we've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood helps you build your safety skills with our defensive handgun one course taught by NRA certified instructors. You must have already completed the basic handgun course as a prerequisite for this course. Valley Guns 2 will conduct this class Saturday, April the 23rd. Valley Guns 2 is also accepting registrations for the defensive rifle carbine one course April 24. Classes beginning April 3 will be held at the Valley Guns 2 Firearms Training Center located in Bloomery, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. We're now joined by head coach of the Jefferson Cougars who got a first round victory over Cabell Midland in the in the quarterfinal round win over the Cabell Midland Knights in the state tournament. They're on to play Parkersburg South today in semifinal Friday. Head coach Richard Lewis, how's it feel to uh, have won the quarterfinal round? Feels great. Feels great. Had to pull out a close one. You had to pull out a close one there, and uh, you know, looking back at the stats from that one, you guys uh, finished five of the of your last five, uh, kind of trying to stick that one out. How's it feel to see that your team can uh, come down the stretch in a tight ball game and finish it out perfect? It was good. You know, we had a close game against uh, Musselman um, probably about a month ago. Went to overtime, so we're kind of used to that. Um, and then we had a close one early in the year um, against the Hurricane that we had to pull out when we were down 11 at halftime, so I thought that kind of prepared us for that moment. And Coach, uh, that Cabell-Midland team, while they were the seventh seed, obviously a, a very solid team led by the Schmidt brothers. What were you guys kind of able to do to turn that game around and, and find a way to pull it out toward the end? Well, they made some tough shots. Um, it's probably the best combo we played all year. Um, what I mean combo is they, they uh, collectively average, you know, almost 42 points a game. So they take the majority of the shots. So they put a lot of pressure on our defense, um, which is you know designed to cause turnovers. But they were they were real aggressive, which caused us problems um, in the second and third quarter. So overall, I thought we handled them um, pretty good. 
for the most part. Um, the one Smith brother got 17 in the third quarter, so that really hurt us. And we were we were down 10, so I thought we uh, we rallied back pretty good. Seemed like uh, something that really kept Campbell Midland in the game as well was uh, foul trouble for your team. I think at one point it was four players with four fouls each, and then ultimately at the end uh, had two guys foul out. What does your team uh, need to do today to make sure that that uh, is not another issue against Parkersburg South? Just move our feet. Um, don't reach as much. I'll try to cut people off you angles. Um, the biggest thing for us, I think, you know, being so amped for the game, so we came out really aggressive, but probably too aggressive. And that we didn't really adjust um, fast enough to the referee down here. Um, they called it really tight, um, a little tighter than normal. So I think we got to make the adjustment, especially early on in the game, um, see how they call it. Uh, it might not be as tight tonight because Parkersburg South plays a similar style that we do. They're going to press. They're going to play man-to-man, really put pressure on us. So it might be a different game tonight, but the biggest thing is just make sure we move our feet, uh, don't reach, and really really be smart on defense. Hey, Coach Lewis, Avery Newport here. You got some great offensive production in the win last night from Cameron Johnson and Jamari Jenkins. 44 points between the two of them. What can you say about their offensive production that helped you got the win last night? Yeah, Jamari just kind of lights out. Uh, he only missed um, two two shots, I think, total. Um, from three shots, sorry, total from the field. And there were threes. He's five for eight. So we need that production again tonight. But overall, like I said, um, he played lights out. Cameron rebounded the ball pretty well. Um, had a double-double, 21 and 10. Um, late in the game, he went to the basket and scored and will. So that was something we want to need tonight. And you talked a little bit earlier about having played Musselman as very close as uh, you did throughout the season. What did that? Do you think that playing them close helped you guys in this state tournament as uh, in that quarterfinal round, kind of trying to stave off uh, what Cabell Midland was doing late? Coach, say it again. Sorry. Uh, do you think that having the way that you guys played tightly with Musselman Muscle. Do you think that that helped you guys during the season playing tightly with them, having to do that in the state tournament game? Yeah, I thought that um, that prepared us pretty good for last night. Um, overall, um, I think that Musselman game, um, like I said, the first game of the season where we were actually down. That's the only time we were down all year was um, last night in the first game against Hurricane. We were down a halftime by 11 points. So that kind of prepared us for coming back. Uh, we, we cut the lead from 10 – um, within two minutes, we scored 13 points in two minutes and got the lead down to three. So that's something that we are capable of. Um, and looking, we don't want to put ourselves in that position tonight, but you know if we have to. We know we can do it. And coach, you mentioned a little bit about Parkersburg South. Uh, obviously, a pretty good team. Um, what will be some of the challenges that they present for you guys, and what are you kind of expecting and looking forward to about that matchup? Yeah, like I said, they play similar styles. Um, we pretty much mirror each other as far as um, how we play and how they play. So it's going to be a con- not a contract, a conflict in styles um, where we're going to probably butt heads a lot. Um, who's going to take you know the lead as far as um, being aggressive? Um, who's press going to basically uh, oppose their will on the other team? Uh, who's going to make the most threes? They shoot a lot of threes, probably more than we do. Uh, well, just as many. Uh, I think they had one player last night hit five threes, five for ten. Um, so it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I think they scored 100, 
12, 113 points this year already in one game. So it's kind of it's going to be a fun game for the fans in Charleston. But overall, for us, it's going to be a game where we'll see as far as um, how our, our style matches up with their style. Speaking of the fans down there in uh, Charleston, what's the atmosphere like there inside the uh, Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center? Uh, it's been pretty pretty crowded. Um, playing in that big arena is something we're not accustomed to, so it's, it's an eye-opener for the kids. But overall, um, every game down there has been, been well attended. Um, they've had uh, you know just multiple games, multiple fans. Uh, we even had yesterday, we had a student section come down. We had a bus come down yesterday. Having a bus come down tonight, our cheerleaders are here. So it's overall it's good to see our Jefferson County community coming down here supporting us. Um, and then also other teams, they kind of start rooting for you during the game, so it helps the kids out as well. So overall, the atmosphere has been great, um, great experience for the kids. And like I said, it's a once-in-a-lifetime moment to be in this spot. And how do you guys prepare for a team that, you know, you're going to face one day after when you just know that they won about two or three hours before your ball game started yesterday? How does that preparation go for you guys as a coaching staff? And then how do you turn it over to your team during, uh, like you guys, you, you mentioned uh, to me that you had shoot around from 11 to 12 today. How does that preparation for the game come very fast? Yeah, we just got done at West Virginia State. So we just kind of shot around a little bit, got, a, got, got our legs loose, trying to get some shots up. Um, try to stay sharp and then uh, walk through some of the things that we're going to see tonight that they're going to do. Um, and then we're going to go back and watch film once we eat, eat our lunch. We're going to go back and watch film for probably about half an hour, 40 minutes. And then that's pretty much it. Uh, that's all you really can do uh, to prepare for tonight. Um, we got 9 o'clock. We need to get some rest, kind of relax a little bit and just kind of focus on the game. So we'll, we'll eat probably about 5 o'clock. So other than that, that's all you can really do. Are you guys going to be at the Coliseum for uh, the other Quad A uh, semifinal? Uh, the, the coaches will be there. The players won't be there, but the coaches will. All right, Coach. Well, best of luck tonight, and uh, hopefully we're talking to you Monday with a state championship. Yep, I hope so, too. Thanks a lot, guys. All right, thank you. Richard Lewis, head coach of the Jefferson Cougars down at States. As they beat Campbell Midland 73-72 yesterday, are on to face Parkersburg South tonight at 9 p.m., as uh, the second game of the semifinal Friday, and I believe the last game of semifinal semifinal Friday night at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center, but the second quad A game, quad A game, excuse me, the other one, Mar- Morgantown South Charleston at 5:30 p.m. And uh, so we mentioned Morgantown did a doozy to Musselman yesterday, 71-33. South Charleston edged out George Washington in the 4-5 matchup, 53-49. Um, I would I would make a per- presumption here that 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 game George Washington and South Charles or George Washington and Morgantown is going to be a very uh tight game. Yeah. Both teams are very good. I mean, this game between Parkersburg South and Jefferson should be great as well. I think we'll see a lot of back and forth and it could be very high scoring. Um and you know, it, it's a very even matchup like coach said. I mean, both teams like to run up and down the floor. Several games, Park South was, has been in the 80s this year. Uh, their lowest scoring, I think, is, let's see, 62 points on the year. So, you know, they're a high-scoring offense. Um, they play a pretty tough schedule. It, it should be a good game. I mean, 23-4 and four team. So, uh, looking forward to this one. Hopefully, 
for Jefferson or twenty one three team, excuse me. Um for Jefferson's sake, you you hope that they get the win uh, to represent the Eastern Panhandle, but it really could go either way and it's the beginning of I mean, we thought the Cabell Midland game might go Jefferson's way in a bigger margin, but it ended up being a really close game. So, you know, it's gonna be a very tough run to that state championship where we would presume they're gonna take on Morgantown if they get there. Um, but you know, this is a team that's capable of it. Like we said, they really aren't missing anything. They just need to be on their game. Uh, didn't really shoot the ball great. I think struggled a little bit from the free throw line, and that has to do with not being in that atmosphere. Now that they've been in that atmosphere, uh, I would expect the team to play a little bit better, even though they didn't play like bad yesterday. Obviously, they won, but maybe not as well as you would expect uh, in a two-versus-seven matchup. Yeah, win is a win, especially when it comes to a postseason time. So you got one under your belt. You know now what it's like being down there, and you just got to go from there. I expect Jefferson to play well tonight, and hopefully it's a uh, win so that we can enjoy uh, hopefully being able to watch them on Saturday against whoever the opponent is. We've been saying all season long we wanted it to be Morgantown-Jefferson. Now both teams are one step away from making that possible. And, you know, when you, you looked at the state tournament going in, you had the disparity of wins from the top of the top of the rankings to the bottom, you know, seeding-wise. Morgantown at 20-4 and four heading in to the tournament. Jefferson 22-0, and 0, Park South and uh, South Charleston both with 20 wins as well as GW. Uh, and then 16 wins for Ruling Park and 14 for both Cabell Midland and Musselman. Both of these semifinal matchups are 21-plus win matchups. I mean, yeah. you have Jefferson, the only remaining undefeated, and then 21-3 and three Park South. So that'll be – I mean, on paper, these matchups are pretty even, and, and you're not going to see – hopefully you're not going to see, you know, a 40-point game because those just aren't fun to watch. I wouldn't expect either game to be a 40-point game. I mean, maybe Morgantown just because I think they're really good and really tough, but uh, – you know, at this point, it's the semifinals, so the pressure's on for both teams. And it's Charleston, you know, so anything – you throw all the records out the window. I mean, at this point, it's pretty much the start of a new new season. Who's going to play the best basketball over the next few days? Uh, one thing to note, too, no team that has gone undefeated heading into the state tournament from the Eastern Panhandle has won the state championship. Can Jefferson be that first team to do that? It would be uh, you know, a great season and a historic season as well. Yeah, it definitely would be a historic season. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, uh, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and it's family-owned and operated located right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia. Uh, at 360 Hackwell, you can go online at orsinis.com. When we come back, uh, we'll get into some NCAA tournament talk. As uh, a lot of uh, exciting games yesterday, a few overtime ball games and some big upsets. We'll talk about that next when we return on today's edition of the Sports Mix. I'm Annette McDonald, and I am the designer at Orsini's in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We welcome you into our store to show you a complete line of what we do here. We design your cabinetry, quartz countertops, granite countertops, hardware, anything for the full remodel of your kitchen and your home needs. We also do bathrooms, and we have flooring available, too. We make sure that your project with Orsini's is the best in the market. Welcome to Orsini's. Orsini's. 
WVU Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care, Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist, Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management, Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia, Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics, and Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine, WVU Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar and Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar and Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV 10 on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties. Streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook page as well as on Twitter on WRNR underscore Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuyenik, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport. Running things on the TV 10 side. Won't be saying that much longer because you'll be running the board next week. To... To get a little more action, you know, see what the the, the board is like. There you go. Uh, but a lot of NCAA tournament talk here. Uh, St. Peter's upsets Kentucky last night in overtime. Richmond and New Mexico State win as 12 seeds. Murray State and Creighton win in overtime, so that's three overtime games. Uh, three one seeds take care of business. UCLA and Arkansas barely survive, and UNC all over Marquette. In the eight in the nine eight matchup, I believe was what that matchup was. But a big day in college basketball yesterday. A big day in college basketball today. Uh, we'll be joining Westwood One's coverage of the NCAA twenty twenty two tournament after the show, right at one o'clock on Talk Radio WRNR on the FM and AM dial. But we cannot stream the game, so the str- the internet stream will be down um, tonight or this afternoon, and then it should come back up from around uh, eight or from around six forty to ten p.m. Or 9 p.m. for 9.30, whatever. We'll change that. But we'll have streaming on radio uh, for the baseball game tonight as well. But uh, a lot of March Madness talk to talk about, as I just mentioned. Uh, Avery over here, he gives us he gives us topics for each day. That's part of his internship. And I just read every topic he gave me. We'll just go uh, day one takeaway from everybody. You start, Avery. 
Well, I mean, I think the game of the day yesterday, no surprise, was uh, the St. Peter's pulling the upset over Kentucky, a historic up. I, mean, I wouldn't it, say no surprise. I think big surprise. No, I'm saying no surprises in okay. that was That's the game the of the game day of yesterday. The day. You know, I mean, it was an overtime game. It was a thrilling game. St. Peter's was able to pull it out in overtime, and they made the plays at the end of the game that uh, Kentucky couldn't make. You know, the big story towards the end was the fact that Kentucky – just couldn't hit their free throws late in the second half and in overtime. They were one for six from the line in the second or in in overtime. So that really killed them at the end of the game. But yeah, just a, a huge upset. Only the tenth 15 seed to ever beat a two seed in the tournament. So uh, really historic upset. And I think they they got a, a decent chance against Murray State. Well, I said uh, a few weeks before the show or before the tournament, or whatever it was, I guess earlier in the week, that uh, New Mexico State was going to beat UConn. I was right about that, but then I didn't pick it in any of my brackets after looking at UConn a little bit deeper. So I should have stuck with my gut there and went with New Mexico State, but overall there was just a, a lot of upsets. My brackets aren't looking that great. Kentucky, I had them in like every Final Four and winning in a few. So, yeah, that's great, but... Um, It it was another good day of basketball, as expected, in the NCAA tournament. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you had everything uh, you wanted yesterday. You had some blowouts, so you feel good about hopefully having the teams that uh, you have deep in your bracket that you can rely on winning big. You had some overtime games. You had some great comebacks, like uh, Michigan came back. I think it was down... 14 or 15 against Colorado State to uh, come back. It was, you know, the big upset. A 15 beating a 2. Unfortunately for David Wood, we've seen a lot of his comments on Facebook in our bracket challenge. Yesterday, out of the 16 games, he had 15 correct. That's fantastic, except for the part, unfortunately for him, the one he had wrong was that Kentucky game, and he had Kentucky being the national champion so it's kind of uh just unfortunate yeah yeah you feel like yes i got them all right but then you realize my bracket is now busted because of one game and that's why you love march it's march madness for a reason no matter how good you do there's that one time where bam it's all done well now saint peter's has to go on and win the championship because at least then david wood can say well at least they lost the national hey, I, I have them in one bracket winning it all so we'll you and your peacocks <laughs> it's a funny name it's uh, a great animal all too. right well my one takeaway from yesterday was i was correct with my big upset bid of the 12 over the 5. Richmond gets the 67-63 upset. In my brackets, I had Akron taking care or upsetting UCLA, and that was pretty they close to did. happening. They almost They lost did. by 4, 57-54, and just uh, couldn't put together a solid second half after leading by one at halftime. Um, I do believe I had uh, my one team almost lost that I had going that was almost had an upset that I wanted to pick, but I decided not to, and it almost happened. Thankfully, I picked the right pick. Murray State held on in overtime to defeat San Francisco. San Francisco's got a really strong team there. Um, and uh, I had the eight versus the nine. You know, those are always toss-up matchups. I had San Diego State winning, but unfortunately Creighton won 72-69 to 69 in overtime as well. And for, you know, I feel like there were more – overtime games than there were blowouts yesterday and that's always good to see yeah i, I mean the know. one seeds kind of took care of business but said Gonzaga, there was only three 
Gonzaga took care of business in the second half. They were only up two at halftime. And then they kind of just blew Georgia State they out went the on water. A 30, they went on a 31-4 run. So I won't count the Gonzaga run. one. And then Texas Southern, the 16th seed against the one seed. We knew that was going to be a 83-56 victory And the Baylor-Norfolk State game was not Again, close. Again, a 16-1. Five if you don't count the Gonzaga one. And then the Tennessee Longwood. Yeah, but, I mean, there's still thrilling games for you. Like Yeah, and that Gonzaga yeah. one was. It was a back-and-forth game until uh, best player – for Georgia State fouled out there, and that's yeah. really what made the uh, difference. Also, not happy about Michigan's forty-six to twenty-seven second half over Colorado State. Really had uh, I had Colorado State going. Well, you were wrong. I was I wrong. Told you not to. Um, well, Avery's bracket too. is looking really good. Uh, <laughs> I, I was one of the sixteen brackets. I was waiting for. Hey, I wasn't going to do that to you. I wasn't going to do that to you. Thank you, Spencer. Setting Nick, a nice last place in the uh, bracket challenge. Uh, I think 60. Jacksonville State's going to beat Auburn today, just because why not? Wow. Another that's one. Really I didn't pick it on any right. Well, so that's what I was about to say. Is right. that your what to watch for today? Yeah. Like we're going to do a what to watch for today. You want that to be yours? No. I don't know. Well, I was going to say what to watch for might be the first game that's on right now, but it's pretty low scoring. Loyola, Chicago, and Ohio State only at 11 apiece, and it's been 14 minutes into the first hey, half. Sister Jean is there at 103 or something? 102, 103. She's still Everybody going, Everybody loves man. Sister still Jean. Still going. Still supporting uh, her Ramblers. I also think, as I mentioned, my big upset pick is Virginia Tech. That game is at 430 today against number six. So six, 11 and 6 seeded there, Virginia Tech versus Texas at 430. Uh, that's a game to watch for for me. Um, I also think, uh, what's this other one that I had up here? Let me find it. Oh, yeah, Miami-UCLA. I have Miami winning. USC. Or USC. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that should be a good one, too. I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that Miami wins that game. I've, I've been and then I also but. have Iowa State, the 6-seed beating LSU. The, the 11-seed beating the 6-seed Iowa State over LSU. Uh, the reasoning there for me is because LSU's got an interim head coach. Everything's crazy. I believe there's a NCAA uh probe in there for uh something yeah, going so, on so yeah, I mean, that's kind of going to get you off your game yeah well like you Wade, made it to the march madness you made it to the tournament but you've got way too much going on in your program you're not going to be focused right yeah i mean will wade that that investigation has been going on from the ncaa for a while now so it was the writing was kind of on the wall for him and his tenure um i was surprised though that they fired him immediately before the ncaa tournament i thought that you know, once the the sanctions and the investigation was released, they might have just waited, but no. So th- that could either tank their chances of, of having any success in this tournament, or that could be something that the team rallies around with whoever their interim coach is, and they might be able to pull out a run. Who knows? But yeah, the Iowa State LSU, that's kind of a trendy upset pick. I'm keeping my eye today on the South region of the bracket because there are a bunch of teams from the South region that have yet to play in this tournament. Houston is playing UAB today. That's a 5 and a 12 matchup. We've seen two 12 seeds win already in this tournament. Illinois is playing Chattanooga today as well. That's a 4 and a 13. So that's kind of a that's trendy upset the point pick that too. I was going to make. All four games for 3 versus 14 are all today, mm-hmm. and those... Could be some upsets. I was looking at uh, two of them possibly out of the four because I have one picked, and that's going to be Colgate beating Wisconsin. That's my upset yeah. for today. There you go. I had that one as well. Um, I think 
Houston UAB will be closer than expected. Anytime you kind of have those two mid-majors matching up, I mean, Houston's not quite a mid-major because I guess the American could be considered a more power conference in basketball, but they're on the border there, and I think UAB is a better team than you might think. Uh, I think the Blazers keep it close, but I do think Houston sneaks it out. Yeah, and we know eight matchups for the round of 32 that's set to go tomorrow. Obviously, the games today will decide Sunday's matchups. Uh, but I think there's definitely a couple intriguing ones to look out for tomorrow. I think North Carolina Baylor is going to be one to look out for. Uh, Richmond with the upset yesterday, I think over. I think that could be a potential upset over number four Providence. Uh, then the five versus four St. Mary's UCLA. That'd be a toss up game there. Uh, St. Peter's Murray State. 15 and 7. I mean, at prime time at 7:45. There you go you on CBS. And I think Memphis may give Gonzaga something. Yeah, they'll give them trouble. They'll give them trouble. I'm then, excited to see this Tennessee-Michigan game too. I, that should I'm, be. I want Michigan had to fight mouth. back though, so I feel like Tennessee should be able to. But is this going to be a game where Michigan tries to prove that they're Maybe. better than an 11 seed? They got a we'll chance have to, to wait do it. and see. That that North Carolina Baylor game. North Carolina looked really good yesterday. They dominated against Marquette. So I'd be watching that one at twelve ten tomorrow. Yeah, I think Baylor's officially on upset watch just because of how dominant UNC looked. Yeah, there's there's a chance. And also the two best players for Baylor are hurt. So there you go. All right. Well, I'll do it for this first or this final or third segment. Excuse me. I'm crazy today. Uh, I'll do that for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we will wrap up the show uh, talking a little NFL uh, free agency trades. A big trade went down yesterday with a disgruntled player moving on from a team where he's been really good. And we'll talk a little Caps and Wizards as uh, we wrap today's edition of the Sports Mix up. Next. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Triff's Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at trippsfloorsanding.com. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. 
Ollie's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Ollie's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Ollie's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Ollie's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your March 18th, 2022, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304 304- 26343. You can stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Buenick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side as we wrap things up here. About six or so minutes left here before on the radio side we turn you over to Westwood One uh, for a red zone style, NFL red zone style uh, day. That's how they do these first few rounds. I really like that because you're jumping in in the best moments of each game. Sorry. That's what I did yesterday for my TV. Each time a game would end or hit halftime, I flipped to the next well, one. Well, I don't know if you can where you can download this, but I know on, on my phone, on the March Madness Live app, they have the... Quad View, right? Yeah, or it's, it's called something. I don't know, but basically they'll just take you to the best game. Oh, okay. I was thinking that it's you kinda like, have It's like, kind of like the TV version of Westwood One. Okay. So... Uh, but now let's talk some uh, big moves in the NFL here. Uh, not so shocking move because we knew he was kind of disgruntled and knew he wasn't going to play on the franchise tag and wasn't going to get a big contract. Devontae Adams, they ship him, the Packers ship him out of Green Bay, send him to Oakland to reunite, or excuse me, Vegas, still doing that. He reunites with his college quarterback, Derek Carr. I mean, I think that could be a potent matchup down there. Or potent duo. Excuse me. Wonder how Aaron Rodgers feels about all this, right? I, mean, I think he knew it was going to happen. This is his boy. Apparently, he, he was. Con- I read somewhere he was consulted. Well, I don't know what they're going to do at wide receiver. They're going to draft mean, somebody. But will they actually draft somebody? Well, even if they draft somebody, they're picking relatively late. But they've got the Vegas pick too. Okay. So yeah. they've got two picks in the first round now, I believe. But this is not a really great skill position draft class this year. There are not that many good running backs or receivers that they could possibly get. I mean, there's a few guys know. still out there in free agency. You have Juju. Uh, trying to think of some others. That's the only guy. <laughs> Julio, Julio, right Randall Julio Jones. Julio, That's but true. he sucks. He's done. He's getting cut. I mean. He already got cut or yeah. whatever. But what, pick, what picks did they get? They got the Raiders first round. Their second. What number is that one at? Uh, I don't know. It's late because the Raiders made the playoffs. So they got the twenty-two overall pick and the fifty-three overall pick, but still, you got two picks in the first round. Is somebody going to? Is somebody you could move up? Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying like you got their first and second round picks. Um, You could move up. You could use that to move up, or will there be a good receiver on the board at twenty-two? Potentially, but again, you're relying on a rookie, an unproven guy, compared to arguably the best receiver in the league right now, Devontae Adams. Uh, I was surprised they didn't get something done, and and this kind of goes back to Rodgers. I think he took a ton of money, and we've seen guys like Brady, you know, take cheaper contracts so they can keep somebody like Chris Godwin, who they just re-signed to their team. So, 
you know is it a was it about winning was it about having good teammates around him or was it just you know i'm complaining because i want to be paid as much as i deserve but also kind of hurts the team i don't know this whole aaron Rodgers thing is questionable to me in his motivations doesn't it seem like that green bay just always loves to just tell aaron Rodgers, now nah, you don't need weapons but I, mean, I but think that may change. Took a ton of money, so they couldn't. It's true. Resign yeah. Adams. They don't have. Like they don't. They can't turn salary cap cap off. This isn't Madden <laughs> franchise mode, where you just have every single player. You know, a ninety nine overall. I mean, they have what they have, and Adams wasn't going to play on the franchise tag. So what else were they really supposed to do? I mean, you don't want to pay a guy eighteen million or whatever it is for the franchise tag to not play. Yeah, and uh, so two teams now eyeing in on Deshaun Watson here as we wrap things up. The Falcons and the Saints. Uh, Panthers were in. The Browns were in. Both them out yesterday. Uh, the the Saints, over the last week or so, they have just completely demolished their uh, negative salary cap. And now I think they're like $35, 40000000 in the clear. Yeah, they basically converted uh, four contracts from some of their, their bigger salary cap contracts into signing bonus money. So, yeah, they've got a lot of room now, but now the question is whether Atlanta makes the most sense to me uh, just because he's from Atlanta. I think, I think they're going to go get him. I don't know. I was thinking of the Saints. They always have the uh, better coaching and everything. They don't have Sean Payton anymore. It's true. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. The Caps get a big win last night, 7-2. to two. It seemed like a football game there. Uh, they, they're in action tonight against the Hurricanes, and the Wizards are back in action tonight like as well. Yeah, baseball game. Who do the Wizards play, Nick? Do you even know? The Knicks. They'll play the Knicks it's at me. the Knicks. About a, They're both about even in their matchups, but that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Spring Mills head baseball coach Brad Baird for coming on, as well as Jefferson Cougars head coach Richard Lewis for basketball. Best of luck to them in the state tournament. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our intern, Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin. Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Puy saying so long. 6.40 pregame show, and uh, after this, on radio, we'll turn you over to Westwood One. You're listening to the Panhandle Leader in sports coverage. Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM and AM 740. We will now join Westwood One's coverage of the 2022 NCAA Basketball Tournament, already in progress, right here on Talk Radio WRNR, Martinsburg.